Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I have a little bit of an announcement. And like many other episodes in the past, I'm just going to talk about myself for a little while. Hopefully, you'll find it entertaining, (laughs) maybe somewhat helpful, and well, that's all I can ask for. Maybe funny a little bit. I have a bit of an announcement to make. I'm going to come right out with it, not beat around the bush. I decided to move to one episode per week. And it's abrupt. It really just hit me in the last, I would say, four or five days, something like that. In fact, I normally have a meeting with my VA, my virtual assistant on Thursday mornings. And this wasn't even on the radar last Thursday. And I'm actually recording this on Wednesday, February 8th for the episode tomorrow, Thursday. Ironically, I'm publishing this episode on a Thursday, which that's the episode that's going to go away. There's a few reasons. There are a few reasons that I came to this conclusion and a lot of things tie together. Now, one of the big things is, I'll start at the beginning. I was sitting right here about a week and a half ago recording a podcast episode for my other show. It's called Mile High Fi. And the topic was about how my friend, my co-host, Carl Jensen, he spent a huge amount of money for an experience. So I'll tell you what it is. It's going to, the episode's going to come out in a few weeks, but basically one of his favorite bands, maybe his favorite band of all time is doing a Kickstarter. And one of the things that you can get was a private concert cost $10,000. Carl's done well. He's retired. He's been retired for I think like five years and you know, he he has some money to spend, but typically, you know, he's been pretty frugal and he hasn't spent a huge amount of money on stuff like that. He takes some good trips every now and then, but he drives like a shitty old car with like 200,000 miles. His wife does too. (laughs) And, And, you know, he just looks like a normal dude other than he doesn't work. So anyway, he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this and I won't spoil the episode, but basically he, paid a lot of money to have this experience. One of the other people that he asked about, like, hey, is this a good idea? I'm thinking of getting this Kickstarter for a private concert. And his friend, Brad Barrett, who is a host over the Choose FI podcast, he was like, yeah, it's like a a memory dividend. And it's an experience, or is it experience dividend? Doesn't matter. It's it's a memory dividend that is gonna last forever. You're gonna be able to share it with a bunch of people. It's pretty cool. And you're at a spot where you can spend that money and it's luxurious and and very special, but you're at a spot where you can spend that money. So Carl decided to do it. And Brad referenced a book that I've heard of. It's called Die With Zero by Bill Perkins. And I heard about it like right when it came out and a lot of people were like, oh, you got to check it out. And I was like, ah, I mean, I've read a lot of books in the same kind of genre. I think I got the point. And for whatever reason, it was like the right day at the right time, whatever. And I 
I have a handful of Audible credits. I'm like an annual subscriber for Audible. I think you get like 10 credits. Actually, I'll put a link for that. That's an affiliate thing potentially. But basically, I was like, I have some credits. I'll get that book. It's about five hours long, blasted through it. And I was like, oh, wow, like there's some, there's some different stuff in there. Like, even though I've, I've heard many of the ideas, there's other books and blogs and things referenced that I've seen before, but basically Die With Zero brought a couple just thoughts and ideas to the forefront for me, mainly, and I encourage everyone to check out that book. So I got a lot out of it. And I think Carl and I are probably going to do a show on it. But anyway, check it out if you haven't already. One of the big things is like that I took away and the reason why it triggered me to think, ah, maybe I should just do one show per week is we could pick what we spend time on and put effort in and that sort of thing. And in the beginning, I was in the beginning of the podcast, I was trying to mimic one of my favorite shows, the Monday morning podcast with Bill Burr. And he's a comedian. He just talks about random stuff. He has a guest maybe once a month, maybe not even that often. Mondays, he has a a one hour show. And then on Thursdays, he has a 30 minute show. And he, he records it usually like the day beforehand, something like that. Very low production, no editing. He just you know, records on whatever he records on, which I mean, I think like my setup here is more sophisticated generally. There have been times where he just records on his phone. Again, no editing. He's, he'll sometimes like pause in the middle or get a phone call and have to pause. And none of that stuff is edited out. Totally raw, totally authentic. And he publishes two episodes per week. That was the inspiration for the Doug show is one reason why I called it the Doug show and not something with like keywords or whatever. Cause if I call it the Doug show, I can talk about whatever the fuck I want and it, it doesn't matter. Right. I could, if I am interested in different things in the future, I could roll with it and, and do it that way. So in the beginning I committed, I was like, all right, I'm going to do two shows per week. Maybe the second show each week will be a little bit shorter. Maybe not. We'll figure it out. And it's been, it's 20, was it 2019 when I started? So 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. So I got four years under my belt, publishing two episodes per week, every fucking week, never missed a week. And I was like, great, you know, I'm doing this. It's fantastic. And I enjoy it. I mean, you probably heard me say it many times. Like I enjoy the audio format over the video just a little bit. And, you know, I grew up listening to talk radio, like a you know nerdy little kid. I was like in middle school, I was listening to talk radio, real weird. I mean, I listened to, you know, music too, but I listened to talk radio when I was a kid and I liked the, I liked the format. I dig it a lot. And that's what podcasting is. And video is great too. You know, I've, I enjoy the equipment. I enjoy, you know, publishing on YouTube and I've, largely figured out how to not burn out and like do this at my own speed in a way that is sustainable for me and just keep my head down. Don't play the comparison game, which is really easy to do on something like YouTube where all the stats, they're in your face. I can see stats for other people, their channels, the videos, 
the t- like all all this stuff that can really lead to burnout and just you know imposter syndrome and just a never-ending race of like comparing yourself to other people. So I've largely stayed away from that. You know, I still look around and I'm like, oh man, how, how are they getting so many subscribers or views or whatever? And the real answer is probably that they fucking work harder at it. <laughs> they try harder and they put more effort. That is, that is probably exactly what it is, which is well-earned. You know, they should get those extra views. Occasionally you get the the one-off, you know, the fluke and that happens. But anyway, the point is I've figured out how to make it sustainable. And as the week went on and I, you know, listened to the book and I thought about it a little bit more, I was like, should I cut one of the episodes for the Doug show? I don't know. I mean, I'm enjoying the interviews I talk to people. Am I really spending that much time? Like today, this episode is probably going to be under one hour. And I prepared just a little bit, maybe, you know, five or 10 minutes or so, typically. If it's a more complex topic and I'm by myself, a solo episode, you know, maybe I'll spend, you know, 30 or 40 minutes, but, you know, really not more than that. Again, back to the effort thing, you know, people are putting more time in and they're getting better results. So, like I was saying, you know, am I spending that much time on it? And, you know, maybe not too much, but if let's say this episode ends up being, you know, we'll just call it a 30 minute recording time or so. And I don't have to edit it that much. Maybe I have to, you know, put in a little intro, a little outro, maybe something, not too much, but that'll still take me probably another 20 to 30 minutes. So I will have to set up a video, you know, edit, put the intro and outro on and then render it. So it doesn't take too long and it's all template based. So it just takes a minute or two and it may not be much faster if I have my VA do it. So basically I may as well just do it myself most of the time and, you know, all in, maybe it's an hour to an hour and a half for a shorter episode. Of course, if it gets longer, you know, there's more to it. Now, if I interview someone, there's some admin and overhead for scheduling. I might have to prepare or do a little more research. And then again, there's a little bit more overhead just with the back and forth of email, that sort of thing. So for an interview episode, those might take me two or three hours all in. We're humans are really bad at estimating time. So, you know, I probably would have estimated that lower in the past, but now I'm like, ah, you know what, even if it's a quick edit and I don't have to do much, it still takes a little bit of time. So that said, the average time investment, we'll just call it two hours for the average episode for Thursday. And that's not too bad, you know, two hours, but that's two hours that I could be doing something else. And when I look at some of the stats and analytics, I see on the audio side, not quite as many downloads as I used to see. So I have been a little lazy with 
cross promotion, maybe trying to get out on other podcasts and that sort of thing, because I'm I'm like, all right, I'm just going to focus on delivery and you know getting the shows out, two shows per week. Like that's what I committed to. That's what I'm doing. And when I don't spend time on marketing and promotion, you know, I can't expect it to like organically grow. Podcasting typically is tough to grow organically. The listeners are very sticky and they'll often check out most or all of of the episodes, which is fantastic, but there's not as many people like browsing around trying to find like new shows. They're out there and that's what I do sometimes, but there's just not as many. Word of mouth is great. You know, there's a new show that I started listening to. Technically, I I downloaded it, (laughs) but I haven't listened yet. And it's word of mouth, right? Carl told me he's listened to this show. Maybe check it out. So I will. Word of mouth goes a long way. So I also noticed on the YouTube side, YouTube has been growing a little bit. So I hit a little stagnation. I think the algorithm changed. Some things shifted. I'm not sure what's going on, but it's bouncing back a little bit. And after taking, you know, largely a two to two and a half year, you know, quote, break on YouTube, where I wasn't really focusing on creating new videos to bring in new viewers, I was just publishing my interviews, publishing these podcasts. And, you know, if people want to check it out, that's great. It's fantastic for the existing community. And it unfortunately doesn't do much for growth, especially an hour long interview. You know, in different industries, there might be a little bit more traction or maybe I do a bad job at it. I don't know, but it doesn't really grow the channel that much. You might remember recently I talked about YouTube shorts. So I resisted for a while and then I was like, oh, you know what? Let's check it out. I'm I'm watching some more shorts on YouTube. Maybe we can repurpose some of the content and get a little more reach which we've done. We haven't had anything like go viral or anything like that, but there's more views. And instead of 90% of the views coming from people that are already subscribed to the channel, it's like 90 or 95% of the views from people that are not subscribed to the channel and they've probably never seen it before. So that's good. That's getting in front of a new audience. It's also good because there is some connection, right? There's the ecosystem of YouTube. So we can have YouTube shorts. Often people that watch shorts, they will watch longer videos, normal videos on YouTube. So they may be able to get into the ecosystem and watch some other content, which is good. Maybe they check out the audio podcast, but probably not. In fact, this interview is not live yet, but I chatted with Tony Meritado, who's been on the show a couple of times, and he said that he doesn't do any audio podcast. He just uses YouTube for everything. And he's like, there's no distinction between the Doug show and your other content. I just see your stuff and I'll like, you know, watch it if it's interesting or whatever. So anyway, all that to say was getting back into YouTube. I've released a couple of videos on ChatGPT just because it finally clicked on how I could use it and how it could be interesting for me specifically using ChatGPT, not necessarily writing content, although in this sort of genre of content that I typically create, writing 
writing content is a big thing, but I don't really recommend that people use an AI tool to just straight up write their content. It's probably not going to work out long term. So anyway, as I was looking at what I'm spending time on, and I was looking at where I want to spend my my time in the future, I was like, well, if it's taking like two hours per episode and you know the audio side is not growing too much and while I'd get good feedback from the core listeners often or viewers, it's just not, it's not growing as much. And I think it could be better for me to spend time, number one, just not doing anything, right? I'll come, I'll come back to this in a second. Not doing anything related to work and just do something else. Maybe go for a hike, maybe go for a walk, pet my dog. There's like a million things better than sitting at the computer, right? The, the other thing is I could spend time creating those short form videos, YouTube shorts, or just normal YouTube videos, which those are shorter typically. And I mean, I maybe would have to prepare a little bit more and maybe it takes, you know, 30 minutes to prepare for a YouTube video, outline it, put the information together and then shoot it, right? You have to shoot it. And I usually don't do anything complicated. I can shoot down here. There's a couple angles, a couple different views if I wanted to mix things up. But generally, the stuff I'm doing, people don't give a shit. I'll do a vlog every now and then, but not too often. But people don't care if I'm sitting here or if I'm standing up at my desk. It maybe is slightly more interesting to have the angles change, but it really doesn't matter. At least not the content that I'm doing. So I could spend time doing other things. It could be non-work. It could be something to actually like grow the channel a little bit more and marketing related. So that's, that's something. The other part, right? I is a little bit of a tangent, but it's, it's related. So my other show, Mile High Five, we were doing two shows per week as well. Cause I was like, oh, I'm doing two shows per week. It's fine. It's not that much more. And we did that for a full year and it was, it was okay. Carl had some other constraints, some other things that he had to take care of. He bought another house. He had to renovate it, all this other kind of stuff, right? So he didn't have as much time. So it left me scrambling a little bit. So once we were getting towards the tail end of 2022, I was like, we need to cut the second show. You don't have time for it. I'm scrambling. So let's just get rid of it. It'll be fine. And I'll tell you, it's it's great to cancel something, cancel a commitment that you had and it freed up a huge amount of time. So now, I mean, there were some days, not often, but there were some days where we recorded like four episodes in a day. They were shorter often, but the point is we would batch our work for the Mile High Five podcast. So we could do a month, a month's worth of episodes in a, like a morning. And it was no big deal. It flew through. It was a blast, really fun. And I mean, I could do the same thing with this show. I don't usually plan it out that way, but some weeks I'll have three, four, five interviews. Usually that's not super often, but occasionally it happens. Again, right? That's a month of shows right there. And it's really nice to batch and, and do the work ahead like that. So anyway... I was like, 
there's no reason to not cut it down. And I, you know, the thing that I, I was thinking about, there's a couple of people that have emailed me recently and they're like, I love the show. I wish you had it every day. Like I'm listening to it constantly. And those are the people I'm like, oh yeah. Like I I remember I was listening to some shows like that too. And I mean, still do sometimes. Like if there's someone that I'm just super interested in, I'll just go through their whole catalog again. So luckily I have something like 430 whatever episodes on the Doug show and then like 140 something on Mile High Fi. So there's like, there's a few hundred hours for you to listen to if you miss it. But I arrived at the fact that, well, I could cut the show and there's no harm. Another thing is I've cut back on ads a little bit. So I had a couple ads like in play and some some of the advertisers, they were like, ah, we, we don't want to do ads on the podcast anymore. And I'm not sure how they were tracking it exactly, but I mean, still partnering with them in other ways, but people are more interested in video. People can see a lot more metrics with video and it seems sexier too. Like I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Cause I know, you know if you're listening to this, we're like 20 minutes in. If you're listening to this and you're still listening now, you're probably going to listen all the way to the end or at least to the, you know, very, very close to the end. And on video and on YouTube, people bounce quick. I mean, I rarely watch videos over, you know, 10, it depends, but like I would say the majority of the videos that I watch, they're like five minutes or so. The people love video. People, or at least the advertisers, they love video. So that would be the one thing, like if there was some sponsor who who popped up and they were like, we're going to pay you. If you do another show, we'll be the exclusive sponsor on that show. I would consider it again. And this is just the test. I, I didn't mention this in the beginning, but I was like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. I thought about it for a few days and maybe I'm just going to roll with it like right away. That's the great thing when you're running your own business and you have kind of a, a small team, kind of light commitments. I can do whatever I want. I thought of it a few days ago, pondered it a little bit, and then I was like, let's do it. I could always bring back another another episode per week. In fact, it wasn't even that long ago when I was like, should I add a third episode per week? Some people would listen to it, but when I when I thought about it, I was like, if I'm really inspired, I can do like a bonus episode or whatever. So every now and then I would publish an extra episode. Oftentimes they were short, but I would publish an extra episode. I could do that again, right? If something, some great interview was coming down and I didn't want to wait. If I was really excited about something, I could record it, publish it really fast and just move forward. So I think... I think we're going to be, we're going to be all right. And I assume just like mile high five, when I, when I get rid of a commitment, it feels pretty good to have the extra time. And I'm going to try to do a good job to not fill it with some other nonsense that's pointless. Otherwise that would just be a waste. The huge benefit is one that I have been I've been trying to, you know, figure out how to do this exactly, but I want to have like more lag time, like maybe lag time isn't the right word. I want to have more 
open space and free time. So like I mentioned, sometimes some weeks I'll have several interviews and I try to date it between Tuesday and Thursday. So my Monday and Fridays aren't, aren't too full. And one thing happened, I, I was trying to reach out to people to do some interviews and get updates. And then, I mean, I sent them a calendar link, which is normal. And then they started booking time on my calendar. And I was like, fuck, I was like, that's, I got to do three interviews that day. It's like, that sucks. <laughs> and then I was seeing like, you know, I was doing so much, I guess not outreach, but I was just like, Hey, let's get an update. Let's do an interview. So I started seeing, you know, more days get full. And again, I was like, fuck, like I, I now that week was mostly free. Now there's like, you know, an interview each day. So either it was like all on one day or it was like fucking up my week. So I decided I was going to blank out, basically make it impossible to book time with me for two weeks of each month. So I had some stuff scheduled, but largely that's going to be free time. And then I'll do my interviews and other stuff during the other two weeks, which should be fine. Again, if I just set up a couple interviews um, for you know two days, then that's pretty much a month's worth of episodes which is fantastic, buys me a lot of extra time. And again, a lot of free time where I have like, you know, side projects, kind of some things that I want to work on that I just, you know, I don't have the time to do it. I'm getting everything done, but if I'm publishing, you know, last year I was doing four podcasts per week, which trimmed it down to three. We're considering both shows here and now we'll be down to two. So half of the content that I was doing last year. And the biggest thing, right? So let's say the podcast was bringing in another $5,000 per month or something. And I was doing ads on Thursday. Well, I wouldn't cut it then, right? There's a specific reason that I'm doing it and it's money. (laughs) So that would make a huge difference, but I just, you know, I'm not going out trying to get every advertiser. I turn a lot away, which is one thing, because there's a lot of, a lot of them are agencies. I'll rant here for a second. A lot of them are agencies and they fucking suck. All right. They are terrible. There was one that I mentioned a few, several months ago at this point, we, we like had a deal. They, they actually paid me. I had the money in my account and I was like, hey man, I got to at least see some samples. And they sent me the samples and they were so terrible <laughs> that I was like, man, this is awful. Do you have, like what happened? I can't work with you. I'm going to send a refund. And the thing is, they were like, oh, I, I sent you the wrong samples. But what the fuck? It's like they, <laughs> they're, I was dealing with like the COO or something like that. Something like that. I mean, it was like the leadership of the company and I'm like, if if you guys have like such poor attention to detail at this level where you paid me a lot of money, like what are you doing for the customers where, you know, it's a line level type employee. So anyway, I gave them their money back. And I think I even, I, I, like, I covered the transaction fee too. I was just like, you guys are nuts. So anyway, look out for agencies. And that's why, that's one reason that I've, you know, I've been like, ah. I don't know. I don't know if I want to work with you guys because I don't work with many advertisers and 
It's, you know, the audience trusts me. You trust me. So I try not to work with too many companies, especially if I'm like, ah, I'm not quite sure of the quality. And the agencies are the worst because, you know, they are, they, they have some money floating around. They have money for marketing and the quality is really important. And the fact is they're hiring the same people that like we would hire and they're just teaching more because of the organizational skills, the sort of workflow, the project manager, they're, plus they have to make a profit. So they're, they're taking, let's say it's, you know, the quality of the content is five out of 10. It's good enough, right? So five out of 10, and then they're charging eight out of 10. Right. And, but you're still getting the quality of the five out of 10. So that's what happens. And then link building, ah, well, that's bananas, right? You could be getting just complete garbage. And most companies are going to say, well, it takes many months for the links to kick in, which is true. And they'll say, well, you just got to keep, keep at it. You know, we need to do this for at least, you know, six months, 12 months, whatever. And, you know, that's a lot of money to sink in and it could work. Maybe the links are fantastic, but it might not. And, you know, we have a broad range of the audience here. So some people are beginners and I hate to see a beginner throwing a lot of money in and they don't really understand the sort of risk factor. Now, if you're experienced and you have some good cash flow and you know links are good and you're testing out other services, that's a little bit different. And we have a range of audience. So I'm, I'm very cautious especially with the agencies, because it's so easy. <laughs> what a rant about agencies here. I have another one. Some people are really good at organizing teams and hiring folks, and they actually suck at creating a website f to like get traffic, but they're good at putting together writers. So they tried to build a website. They hired some writers. They were actually good at that part, they don't really know what works for their basically content. They don't know how to rank. They don't know how to do the content portion of it, but they, they put together a content team. It doesn't mean they can't figure it out, but I've seen that quite often because it's much, I mean, you could start making money like right away, right? So with the services business, the bad part is you have clients, but the good part is you have pretty much instant cash flow. So that's great. Okay. So I'll, sh I'll shut up about agencies here. And I think that's about it. So I'm going to quickly summarize. We're going to be starting next week. We're just going to publish on Mondays. We're going to see how it goes. I could change my mind quickly and start publishing an extra show per week or something like that. I have a feeling I'm going to roll with this for a little while, see how it turns out. I mean, I'm going to be getting back at least a couple hours per week. It's going to be amazing. Then when I blank out my, my calendar, those other two weeks of the month, it's going to be great. Very excited. Look for, you know, more content on the YouTube side, especially more concise videos. You know, some of when I was publishing a lot on YouTube, say 20... Seven, yeah, 17 to 2019 or so, you know, some of those videos, I was figuring it out. You know, they ramble on a little bit. I rarely created a script. So I repeated myself. They were a little bit too long. And I'm probably, I don't know if I'm going to go back to those specific topics, 
but I'll probably do shorter videos. So if you check out some of the videos I've been publishing in the last few weeks, they're like, you know, five to eight minutes long, much faster, definitely under 10 minutes. Those are what I'm going to be aiming for. We'll see how it shakes out. I might occasionally do a vlog, which I like the idea of doing vlogs, but in practice, it's no fun to shoot those. It kind of screws up whatever it is that you're trying to do because <laughs> you just have to shoot, you have to shoot a lot of video of it and it's fun to shoot video, but it interrupts whatever it is you're trying to do. So I haven't quite figured out how to do that without disrupting my life. But I do like I do like the vlog content occasionally. So I think that's it. Check out Die With Zero. It obviously had a great bit impact on me, even though I thought I got the point already. Highly recommend the Audible version. And I will put a link for Audible if you want to check it out. I'm a, an affiliate, or at least I should be able to hook that up. I'm an affiliate, and I really like the annual subscription because you get 12 credits. You could use them like all at once. You can sort of stagger them out. And it's pretty fun because with those credits, I am very likely to like gift a book to a friend. Like, Hey, if you, have you checked out this book? If they haven't, and I know they use audible, I'll send it over to them. So it's just a nice thing to do. I've done that three or four times. And, you know, I read a lot of print books or Kindle or whatever, eBooks, but I, I listen to a handful as well. So I'll put a link for that. And I think that's it. So we'll, we'll see you next Monday and fingers crossed this experiment works out well. And I could roll the, the music here, bring it back up. All right. And if you're not on the email list, you can go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email, and then You'll get all my templates and systems and I'll send you emails, usually like one or two per week, something like that. And I think that's about it. So have a good one. We'll catch you on the next episode.